This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another show for another episode of our preview series on the Let's Talk Arsenal show, which I'm joined by a few of our members from the Discord server. It's going to plenty of detail about the next game, which of course is at home to Crystal Palace. Finally, the international break is done, it's finished, it's over, and it has also gifted us an opportunity to laugh at Manchester United, which is always good and enjoyable as well. As I say, I'm joined by some of our members. Let's introduce them to you. First of all, it's Jordan. How you doing, mate? Are you well? Good, mate. How's it going? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Yourself? Good, good. Good stuff. Also joined by Pablo. How you doing, fella? You good? Hey, how's it going, Tom? You all right? Yeah, doing well. Looking forward to this and looking forward to tomorrow to actually watch our team play for a change. Absolutely. And Ludwig, how do you mate? You well? Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm just I'm just so glad the international break is over and there's finally something good to watch on TV again. Mm, like United absolutely. losing. Well, that is uh, where we're going to start because I'm curious as to how our Arsenal fans have been keeping. So, Jordan, how have you been filling your international break without the Arsenal to entertain yourself? It's been a very, very boring time because <laughs> those Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings just, and weekend, knowing there's no football at all is just... It's it's killing me. Mm, it is it's been tough. Pablo, any tips for people to entertain themselves during the international break? Just watch TTC in the morning, and that's the only way to keep in touch with Arsenal. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hey. prep him for that, to be fair. But it's there. Nah, and I'll take it. Fair, I don't care. <laughs> to be fair, apart from your shows and everything, there's and obviously going on Twitter and stuff is just boring. You just you I miss Arsenal so much. So I'm not really into international football at all. No. Ludwig, any other tips other than, of course, Pablo's obvious 8am one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I was lucky enough that um, uh, the, one of the games I play, the eSports is the World Tournament is on now. So I was able to watch that, the groups. So that was entertaining. So, yeah, that was fun. But... <laughs> Uh, I need football again. It was good. It's he's, good he's to have this today. weekend. What are they doing? Watching others play games. It's ridiculous. What, 
what different is football than watching someone else play a game? <laughs> I feel like you've had this argument before. Um, we'll Many move swiftly into uh, the actual game tomorrow, of course, and, and get some thoughts and feelings. We'll, of course, get the predictions and our guys' lineups as well. But we're going to kick off by looking at some individual things. First of all, Jordan, as is always with, with Arsenal, when there's an opportunity to close the gap on our rivals, thanks to some fortunate results, Manchester United, of course, have, have dropped points. Spurs, Chelsea, Man City have all picked up wins. Liverpool as well. West Ham beating Everton, which obviously gives an opportunity to catch them up with points as well. How important do you think this game is in the context of this season? How much of a test do you think it's going to be? This season, these next three games are probably what are huge for us for this season pretty much because these matches like this when other teams are dropping we need to capitalize we for a game like this where a team that crystal palace they are a solid team they're good to watch but they're not really winning games and that's the key point here that we need to, to emphasize that our midfields if we handle it right we can let me win this game and it's key that we do it's absolutely key i mean pablo we got a chance here to go within i think it's a point of Manchester United um, today. I mean, looking at the just looking at the Premier League table now and seeing the top four with Brighton obviously drawing against Norwich as well means that they're on 15 points. If we win our game, we go within two points of the top four. Which, if I'd have said to you after those first three games, uh, that after what eight, I think it will be that will be two points behind fourth place. It's ridiculous to think that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, you've got to take into content the um, the fixtures that we had. We started off, obviously, Brentford are looking to be a really sort of tricky side to go to. Um, and then followed by, obviously, City and that. We're not expected to win them sort of games. Um, they're, I think they're a step above us. So, really, if you actually judge on the games that we are supposed to be winning and getting points from, I think we're doing OK. I can see, like... We're, we're sort of starting to get a bit of consistency, starting to get a little run going. Um, just want to see a bit better football, but that's just me being greedy. But you can see that we are starting to actually take shape. And if you look at our run of fixtures coming up, compared, say, to the likes of Man United, I'll be really disappointed if in three, four games' time, we're not above them. Yeah. I mean, Ludwig, is that the expectation? If Arsenal aren't able to out of these next three games against Crystal Palace, Villa, and then I think it's Leicester, the, the third game after that as well, away from home, which is it's not easy. I mean, they've just beaten Manchester United and scored four goals against them. So it's not going exactly going to be the easiest of games. But how important is it with these three fixtures? And how are you expecting Arsenal to perform? Because we've kind of, we've ground out results against Brighton and against Norwich and Burnley. And obviously we had a really good display in the North London derby. We haven't consistently shown top performances so do you think for you, is it just a simple case of getting the wins or do you want to see Arsenal put together these performances? How important is it for them to do that? Well, for me, it's just, if we can get the win and the good performances will be just a bonus. Mm. Because I can remember when we when Wenger was here and we always finished fourth, people always said, to be champions, you need to grind out the 1-0 wins. You need to grind out those close games. But now suddenly when we're doing it, it's not good enough anymore, which... I find strange, but if I, I check the fixtures now, if we win our next two games, there's every possibility that we will be above United because their next game is Liverpool and mm. Liverpool is playing really well. Salah is really looking like he's currently the best player in the world. So if mm. if United do lose that game and Tottenham is playing um, West Ham, 
if they draw and we win our next two games, we should be above both of those teams. So and then that puts us in fourth place because Brighton's probably going to lose against City. So we could be in the next two weeks in fourth place, but that's if we win our matches, which I honestly, I, I think we can. It will be sad if we can't win both, but it's going to be a tough one, especially against Villa. They, their fans are... It's going to be entertaining against them. That's all I would say. Yeah, I mean, the the uh, context, I mean, the narrative of Emi Martinez again returning, Emi Buendia uh, involved there as well, and just them bidding for Emil Smith-Rowe in the summer and all of the everything that went with that. But Crystal Palace themselves are an interesting side, managed, of course, by Patrick Vieira, Jordan. They have, have made some really good signings this summer. Odson Eduardo, of course, was linked to Arsenal quite heavily. Michael Elise has come in as well. Joachim Anderson at centre-back. And, and they've got some young players too. I mean, Conor Gallagher on loan from Chelsea looks really, really good this season. And there is always the Wilfred Zaha factor too. So what are you kind of expecting from this Crystal Palace side on Monday evening? Well, they play a very aggressive style. I think Gallagher actually is a very key person for them and how they play. For all their goals that you see, even against Brighton, um, for their goals, he's a key part of how they run. So Partey really has to make sure that he keeps that midfield in check. Mm. But I also feel that if we don't go in scared, that we definitely can beat them because their, their defense is okay. But we have the offensive, well, the offensive potential. Mm. We have the ability, but the potential is really the factor that we need to focus on because we haven't been using it the right way. But um, I think it's going to be actually a a uh, very offensive game on both sides, but yeah, sports yeah, out. Wait till later. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into the predictions in, in a little bit. Pablo, of course, managed by Patrick Vieira. What kind of narrative, undertone, context does this bring to this game? Do you think it'll affect anything, or is it just another manager, another team? I'm hoping we go with the attitude of another manager, another team. Um, I mean, it's going to be nice to see Patrick Vieira back. At the well, Arsenal, I say the Emirates, they didn't play at the Emirates, but yeah. <laughs> just like well, you did for Man City now, ground. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I suppose so. But um, it'd be good to see him back. But that's it. Once he walked in, he's no longer nothing to do with Arsenal. He's the Crystal Palace manager. That's as far as it goes. As far as I'm concerned, I want three points off him and we'll go all out for it. Um, yeah, I mean, I personally think that he's going to come at us. Yeah, because I think he believes that we're there for the taking and that could work in our favour because we seem to do better with teams that are sort of trying to get to us than teams that are sitting back. We seem to struggle to break down teams that just drop and wait for us to attack. So being at home, if he does go with the tactics of trying to take us on, I think we'll come on top. Really do. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Ludwig, uh, Wilfred Zaha up against Tommy Asu. We saw Emerson got absolutely skinned by Wilfred Zaha in that game against Spurs. This is going to be the test for him. He did probably have his worst game, Tommy Asu, against Brighton, and in particular Mark Cucurera. It's a different test against Zaha. Do you kind of have faith that Tommy Asu is going to turn up in this fixture? I, I do. I Well, Tommy Asu has been performing for us, so I really enjoy watching him. The last game was a bit tough, but Brighton does like the press and they do play really aggressive but I think I think Tomiyasu can pocket Zaha and if he doesn't I do believe Ben White can assist him on that side so yeah it's going to be a difficult one but I mean Tomiyasu is playing for Arsenal now this is the type of things he has to prove himself with I mean eventually our backline is going to come up against the likes of Ronaldo and City and 
Salah even. So for us to win the games, our players are going to have to prove themselves against the best. And I do think we have a really good young defensive line. I think they'll only get better. Absolutely. Um, finally, then, let's move around to our, our lineups and see what you guys have picked ahead of the game. Pablo, we start with yours. Talk us through the team. Okay. Well, I've gone for the usual back five. Um, I think that's probably the most promising back five we've had in a very, very long time. So, And so far, they've not done any wrong for any of them to be dropped. Um, so, yeah, Tommy Asu is going to have his work out so hard, but I don't know, but I kind of think he's going to be okay. Um, and then midfield, I've gone a little bit different. Um, I think Partey and Odegaard um, would be a good combination, obviously. Um, we're at home, so why not go for it? Why not go for it? We're missing that sort of killer pass or someone driving through midfield. And I think with them two in there, you kind of get the best of both worlds. And then I'd actually bring Pepe into this game because... I personally think that he needs to prove himself and he's getting to that point. He's, he's got to take this opportunity now that we're lacking in midfield. So obviously Odegaard drops in. He's got to take this by the scruff of the neck now and start proving his worth because otherwise is I'd rather just sell him. And if he doesn't, if he can't show himself against Crystal Palace, although Crystal Palace mm-hmm. are a team, but these are the sort of games we want him to step up. And then the others speak for themselves. Other... Saka and Smith Rowe. Not tempted to switch out for Lacazette? Uh, I did originally put Lacazette. You, you changed it to Abba, but then I kept it there because he's kind of... He's not had the best of start of the season, but he's going And I want to try and build on that. I think. Um, if it's not working out after half-time, just after half-time, I'll switch it around straight away because mm. I feel that Laka brings Saka, Smith Rowe and Pepe more into the game than what Abba does. But we need our before. And if we can build his confidence up and get him to get back to the scoring form that he was in before, then, yeah, all good. Let's kick on then to Jordan's team. Jordan, talk us through your selection. All right, same thing for me. Same back five. Beautiful. I love it. And then um, the midfields, we get into the 4-3-3. I like the three midfielders there because – like I said, this game, I, I feel that's going to be both teams going for the taking. And uh, I feel that our midfields can definitely dominate their midfields. And I like Odegaard and ESR together in the midfields. I think that they both combined very well. But also they have to create a bit uh, create, uh, creativity mm-hmm. to make it work. The one thing that I realize now that is in the lineup is that I actually would have Saka on the right and Pepe on the left. But it's okay. Um, but um, but oh, for God, the case is, is that... <laughs> I think uh, Saka. That's it. Oh, wow, that was quick. Oh, two Pepe's. Yes, see, look, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, oh, I actually dream that he's having two Pepe's. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if I actually had a choice, but I think he's injured. Is Martinelli on, on the left? But I think mm. he's injured, or or uh, you know, maybe able to play. But I wouldn't risk it. But um, I think this is the best way of utilizing what we have on this team because I feel that we can use the Congo off the bench to you know, finish off the game, keep it defensive, but also have that control of the game. But um, by doing this later on, maybe not this game, but we can use Martinelli off the bench and be able to give him more of a chance because in the the four two three one, it's hard to put him in because you have to put Pepe in too, you know? So I think it's give the chance to, to, to have a strong starting lineup, but also use the best way to use our bench off it. 
Fair enough. Let's go to Ludwig's team to finish off. So, back five is the same as always. And I think last week I saw a photo of Holding and Chambers, and I was like, I, I forgot they played for us because <laughs> they never show. <laughs> so I felt a bit bad. And then the rest of the team, um, Odegaard, Odegaard is playing for, for Norway. He does play a bit deeper, which I, I don't like him there, but I do prefer... For this game, I, it's probably fine. But so Pepe, Pepe on the left, only because I, I like him better on the right, but I'm playing him on the left because for some reason, our left winger usually comes in more and he's closer to the striker than our right winger. And I think that's a better position for Pepe to be more inverted winger than just stay out on the side the whole time because I think that's where he plays his best football. I, I would use him like... Liverpool uses um, Salah and Mane. Obviously, he's not the same player, but and Oba is not the same as Firmino. But I would use him more as a, a goal-scoring threat than just someone who whips and crosses. Uh, and Saka has been doing really good on the right, so I think this is a, a really solid team. Um, and I think Tommy Asintieni. Hopefully, they can get up and force Saka and Pepe a bit closer to the box and. Maybe they can get a few goals for us. And then I just hope Odegaard scores. And I hope... Okay, well, I'll, I'll do that when we get to the to the uh, predictions. But yeah, that's my, that's my team. Uh, I'm the only one who has then gone for the same team that played against Brighton. Um, and I, I've chosen it because I just... For me, I feel, and I agree with what Jordan said, if Martinelli was fit, I would have been tempted to throw Martinelli on the left-hand side of a 4-3-3 just to add that right foot alternative balance with Saka still on the right-hand side. The reason why I've gone with Lukonga is because I think that with Granit Xhaka out, we are going to need to build up this guy in, in these games. And this is an opportunity for me to to see Lukonga play against another team that are lower down the league, at home, a chance to dominate an opposition side, in a really opp opportunistic kind of game for him. And I think that the more we can give him, the more minutes we can give Lukonga from the start, the better we can build this guy up. I think that it's a, it's a system that can work. If it's good, if he's good enough, he will do better than what we saw against Brighton. I thought he and Partey both struggled in that game. Partey arguably even more than Lukonga in that match. But defensively, they both still obviously stayed very strong. It was just going forwards and how we escaped from that press that those two need to work on. Uh, Smith-Rowe, I just love on the left-hand side. Smith-Rowe, for me, playing on the left, I know he's not an out-and-out -out winger, but this wide playmaker role that Arteta's got him used in is, is definitely improving him. His pace is, is really underrated. If anyone saw the goal he scored for the under-21s for England against Andorra, that pace is electric. He can play that wide position. And I think giving the opportunity for Smith-Rowe to go and Saka to feed Aubameyang again is, is for me... Um, the, the best way to get a Bamiyang scoring. We saw it in the North London derby. If you create those types of chances for him, he can get goals. Let's see what some people are saying in the chat box. Uh, Rob Reds, I think, says, I think it's a waste to play Erdogan and Smith-Rowe on the pitch at the same time. Sambi alongside Partey. I mean, you get both the best world, the, the best of both worlds uh, in this example, I think. But if Martinelli was fit, I would have probably favoured the 4-3-3 like the other boys have gone for. Um, Javier reckons that Bakaya Saka simply wasn't tracking back to help Tomiyasu, and that's why he struggled against Brighton. Uh, O'Malley says it's just another manager to Benjamin White's, of course, Ben's comments at the week. Very much riled up the Arsenal fan base at times. Um, 
let's scroll up a little bit higher. Alistair says, I'm interested in the formation for this game for 3-3, possibly. And good evening to everybody else that's tuning in as well. We round off the show, as always, with our predictions. So, chat box, this is your opportunity to get what you think will be the scoreline on Monday evening. Jordan, we start with you. What do you think? 3-1. Who's going to score first? Um, I think we'll score, and then they'll tie it up, and then we score two more second halves. Interesting. You got a name for a score? I think it's going to be one by Alba. I think Smithrow. And, uh, you know, I'll gamble. I you were really thinking about it as if you were remembering who scored. <laughs> I know. Smithrow, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I do Alba, Smithrow, and Partey, since apparently he's scoring goals all day. For, for, for God, uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, for sure. We need some of that firepower in the Arsenal team. Pablo? Uh, I'm going to go with 2-0 Arsenal. Um, I'm pretty confident in our defence. We seem to be being able to keep clean sheets. Um, and then for goal scorers, I'll probably go Saka and Arba. And Ludwig? So, I'll go with... Uh, what do I think? 2-0. Uh, I agree with Pablo. I think... I don't think Oba is going to score because for some reason he's just not doing it for me. (laughs) So I I, I hope for, I think Odegaard might score. Saka might come in with a sneaky assist. And then, well, I'm a Pepe fan, so I'll say Pepe scores. And if we do concede one, it wouldn't be the worst because that would put me above Tom in the fantasy league. So. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, two Arsenal defenders. I need those cliche points. Oh. That'd be great. You see that from Ludwig, prioritising a con- con- conceding just to get above me in the fantasy league. If we win, we win. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. I hear you. It's just priorities at the end of the day, isn't it? If you want to join our fantasy league, of course, you can do. Link is in the description. If you want to join our members one, uh, you need to be part of the, the Discord server. So do get involved. Uh, in the chat box, Webster says 3-1 Arsenal, Saka to score first. Uh, Fala says 2-0 to the Arsenal. Uh, Billy says 2-0 to the Arsenal as well. Rob Red reckons that Aubameyang is going to score first. Dazza says 1-0 to the Arsenal. Sasha, our South African uh, correspondent and brother to, to Ludwig, says 3-1 Aubameyang. Emil Smith-Rowe, Pepe, Partey getting on the score sheet. Thabo says ESR, Alba and Partey scoring in a 3-0 win. Omar reckons it's going to be a tight 2-1, as does Rob Red. And King says 4-1 to the Arsenal as well. O'Malley says is one nil and uh, finishing it off, say a convincing one nil, but we are struggling to score. So there you go. Um, that's going to be the end of today's show. So thank you ever so much for tuning in. I'd like to take a second to thank my guest, Jordan. Always a pleasure to have you on, Matt. It's your second Always, appearance, you. smashed it again. Yes. But to start uh, numbering like uh, <laughs> Sasha. Like Sasha does, yes. Sasha <laughs> loves to note down how many appearances he has. Pablo, always a pleasure to have you on, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us, Tom. Pleasure being here. No problem at all. And Ludwig, glad to have you on. And uh, I think we need to do this more often with you and Sasha separately. I think you, you get too confident when you're both on together. We just need you independently. That's <laughs> what we're going to do. <laughs> yeah, the problem is Sasha doesn't have a, a camera at this point. So What's happened he to the really camera? Join. What did he do? Oh, no, he just replaced his laptop with a desktop PC, so right, currently he doesn't have a camera. An external so, one is what he needs. I'm taking so. all his chances. He's <laughs> going to be stuck on those four appearances for a while now, it seems to be. Uh, thank you ever so much, everyone that's tuned in. Do drop a like on the video before so, you go and subscribe if you're new. Pablo, did you want to say something before you went? 
Yeah, Omer's reminding us of something. Third time I've had to remind Tom to give his oh, prediction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, try, I try and get away with it. That's what I try and do, yeah. Uh, I, I think I said on the Arsenal Lounge 2-0. Um, I'm gonna, yeah, so I'm going to stick with 2-0. And I think that just, just to annoy the people that think he's overrated, but I mean, Odegaard is going gonna, is gonna to assist both of them. And uh, Smith and Saka are going to yeah. get the goals. So there you go. 2-0 to the Arsenal. Saka and Smith are getting goals at the Emirates again. Roberto Gold with all the assists. Uh, how's that for a prediction? We will see you tomorrow morning, as always, for the 8 a.m. show. There won't be a show straight after the game because I'm working here for Football.London. I'm on a four till midnight shift tomorrow. It's going to be working the graveyard shift during the game. It's going to be fun. I will be back at 8 a.m. on Tuesday to go through the game. So if you're a listener from the West, you'll have to tune in a little bit later unless you're mad and you wake up at 3 a.m. to watch the show, which I know plenty of people do. Jordan doesn't, but a lot of people do on the on the West and East Coast. It's ridiculous times in the evening, but uh, the the commitment is unreal from you. Yeah, I'm close. I watch it at five thirty, but three a.m. Five thirty a.m. is is still a joke, Jordan. You need to stay in bed, son. Work at six. Oh, fair. That makes more sense. Makes more <laughs> sense. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you again very very soon. And as always, up the Arsenal. It's the 90 plus minute. All your mates around and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your McDelivery. You in? At participating restaurants 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.